digital transformation. The term's been around so long that it's transformed too. But if so, what does that mean for financial institutions in 2019? And what's the best way to nail down strategy to hit the moving target? To find out, we'll talk with Kim Capps, Chief Operating Officer of Southern Bank. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We tee another one up, a special one. This week, we have Kim Capps. Kim is the Chief Operating Officer of Southern Bank. She has worked in the financial industry in one capacity or another for 30 years. As COO of a publicly traded bank, Kim is responsible for various departments, including information technology, marketing, and retail commercial operations. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Glad to be here today. Digital transformation, help. <laughs> I don't always know what that means. It meant something back in 2007 with the first iPhone. Doesn't mean that today. It's a constantly moving target. What does it mean to you? And especially with mobile and online account opens growing, how do you see this changing the way that you interact with customers? Digital transformation means looking at new ways of delivering our services. You know, we deliver through in-branch, we deliver through online banking, through grassroots events, through Facebook or social media presentations. We have to have the same delivery system, not only in the digital world, but we have to have it in-branch and they have to be kind of similar. A customer that has experiences on online banking has to have that same experience when they come into the office or into our branches. We are working to build culture, not only the culture for our employees, but how do you build a culture online or in the digital world? And in the mobile banking and online banking apps, we feel that what you see in the branch needs to be the same as what you do online. So that's how we're changing our philosophy on banking. And that extends to something we talked about offline, this importance of digitally engaging existing customers to seek new products. Tell us about the steps you're taking to make this happen. With digital the bigger banks, they're all talking about how great their online banking app is or how great their mobile is. But we have the same products. So how we're engaging our customers are twofold. One, once we obtain a customer through digital, we're sending them emails and we're reaching out to them in various different ways in order to embrace them. And we see that if they're using you know, a debit card or whatever, we might say, hey, you need card valet to help protect you from fraud. So we are trying to deliver the same experience that you walk in and get from us to that online delivery channel. Online people will call our resource center, which in a sense is a call center. We are also teaming them up and training them to be more listeners, to be able to understand the problem. And then not only just fixing the problem for the customer, but promoting a product that might help them in the future with that problem. You know, a lot of them call in and they say they have fraud. Well, we train them on our new card valet program, which enhance helps them reduce their fraud and may not have that experience again. So that's how we're trying to touch our digitally engaged customers. 
technology and transformation itself has changed. We also see consumer trends changing. How do you bring that to the millennial or Generation Z customer in a way that makes sense? Well, you know, that's $6 million question. If we all had that answer, we would probably be bringing in deposits right and left and doing loans all over. We are doing many things in order to bring in the millennial or the Gen Zs. We're starting in the high school level. We're more active in that arena, trying to tell them all about banking. That's a way to engage them. We're also trying to do more through the social media avenue to obtain those people. Those millennials in general, Gen Zs, they tend to look at how we're involved in the community. So we're involved in the community and we're attaching those involvements out there so they can see what we're doing and how we're giving back. You know, we also look at how can we help the parents through a struggling time? Maybe it's how we're going to send their kids to college. So we're trying to advise the parents as well to extend that relationship into the millennials or the Gen Zs. Now let's look at the issue of efficiency. It's essential for banks to thrive in this new environment. What are you finding are the best efficiencies at the branch level? Several years ago, we looked back and we had tellers and then we had people that were opening new accounts. So like many banks, we've moved to a personal banker relationship. Some people call that a universal banker. So we eliminated, you know, one doing transactions and one doing new accounts. So they all know how to do everything. They can even help with internet banking. They help with cash management. They can do it all. So if a customer comes in and they might do a transaction or just depositing a check that grandma might have wrote. So we can do that transaction and at the same time, turn them around and say, would you like to open a savings account or a money market? And we can handle that all with the same person, not passing them off. If they come in and they have fraud on their card, that same person that handled the transaction can handle the fraudulent transaction as well. That's an efficiency that we have done in the branches. We've also done some other things. You know, we put in ITMs, which is an integrated teller machine, which has shortened our hours. You know, we might have been open 7.30 to 5.30 or 6. Now at a branch with a integrated teller machine, we have those at the drive through lane. So people or customers can come in from 7 in the morning to 7 in the evening and do their banking business. And we don't have to have people there. For every three ITMs, we find that we can have one back office person run those three ITMs. So instead of having six people at three branches for those extended hours, we have one. So that's become an efficiency. And we found that a lot of people, once they use it one time, they're like, you mean I can come in here at 7.15 in the morning and do this? Yes, you can. Or I can come in at, instead of rushing in at 5 or 4.30 to come in and do my transaction. Can I come in at 6.30 after I eat? Yes, you can. So... That has helped efficiency. We moved the calls from our branches as well. So we instituted a resource center and that resource center acts just like a personal banker. So if a call comes in and they have fraud, they can take care of them. If they just want a balance inquiry, they can take care of them. If they want a password reset on online banking, we can take care of them too. So we don't want to pass that call around. Now, if they want to talk to somebody at a branch, we do do that and send them to them. But we do at the resource center try to do the same thing they do at the branch level. Some of the other things that we're doing is trying to get rid of old, outdated procedures. One of the funniest things is bait money. And for those who do not know what the term bait money is, explain that really briefly. Bait money, typically a bank has some bills in the person's drawer 
And if somebody robs them, they pull those particular bills that have identifying numbers on them. And then they turn that over to the police department if they were robbed. But we just bought a bank and they said, no, how do we do bank money? And we said, oh, well, we don't do bank money anymore. And they said, well, what do you mean we don't do bank money? And I said, well, we talked to the law enforcement and law enforcement says, well, we don't ever use bank money. We have 49 locations and they were keeping so much bank money out there. First off, it's costly. And secondly, it's just a lot of work with no outlaying benefit. So we eliminated that whole branch operation as well as the back operations that tracked all that. So that's just one of many things that we made changes to in order to make our branches more efficient. And while you have explained some really sensible and forward-thinking measures, there is that question of employee engagement and getting them to be part of the team. How do you advance employee engagement just beyond, say, compensation? We started a journey back five or six years ago with personal bankers and that concept. When we did that, we also told the employees that if you're at this level, this is your next level that you want to go to. This is where you're going to move to. So if you were hired in at Southern Bank as a personal banker one, you know that your next position would be a personal banker two or to assistant manager to a manager, or you can go to another department. So we hire from within. We want to say that we hire 85% of our employees from within the bank, if we can. And that's been a big motivator to them. That's not so much compensated related. It is in a way because the higher up you go, you get more money. But them feeling they have a chance to move up, that has helped a lot. The biggest commodity that we have is our people and they're known. So if we hire them for the next level, we already know their behaviors. We know when they come to work, when they leave to work, how much they work. That's helped us a lot, as well as we developed a team member patch. And what we did there is we had 20 or 25 different employees, our team members, that came together at all levels of the company, from personal bankers to executive positions, lenders to community bank presidents were involved. And they came up with a patch, which the team members all come behind. And for our patch, we have five elements, it's family. We want everybody to be treated as family, both customers and employees. We want everybody to be innovative, to think of new ways to become more efficient or better serve our customers. We want everybody to be rooted, because if they're rooted in their community and they're rooted with Southern Bank, they're going to be a good employee. And they have to be strong. They can't be people that, well, just go with the flow. We want them to ask the question. And then they have to be competitive, because Southern Bank tends to want to be on top. We want to have the most market share. We want to be the best of the best. So if they're not competitive, they may not fit in our organization nor our culture. So we believe that our team members that follow the patch will give great customer service. And our team members, they'll get along with each other because they treat each other like family. Outstanding insights today. Very thankful that you shared those with us and our listeners. Kim, great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Kim Caps is the Chief Operating Officer of Southern Bank, based in southeastern Missouri. You can look for Kim on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, digital transformation means innovating in delivery channels, online in the branch, for example, to make them feel the same and work together. But you can't just buy gizmos and gadgets and throw them at the task. Culture built online and in the digital world is crucial, so think about engaging and embracing customers around the products they use and the needs they have. 
Number two, as customer demographics for the bank, millennials and Generation Z are elusive. They're challenging to bring in. But starting financial education in high school, for example, or spreading meaningful content on social media is a great start. The effort also extends into the community to show people how your bank cares and works and to parents themselves to assist with issues such as college debt and tuition. And number three, employee engagement with personal bankers, for example, means showing people a potential career path aided by hiring from within as a motivator it's true, people are the biggest commodity you have, and they are known entities. Consider forming teams from all levels of the organization to align mission and culture into a vision everyone can believe in. Welcome to Decision Time, where our podcast guest walks us through a major decision they had to make, how they made it, and how it has impacted their career. Expanding a product line? bringing in automated ATMs before the discussions can even begin dealing with the old guard in new ways is a must. For Kim Capps, it began with the bedrock statement, trust me. Here's how she planned the deep dive, looking at everything from social media to tech-savvy institutions to what's going on abroad. The lesson, change still isn't easy, but here's how Kim Capps addressed it as a good thing and a necessity in today's banking world. Listen. The big vision back five or six years ago to tell the board was, well, we're not going to have no teller lines anymore. We're going to have pods. We're going to have personal bankers. We're going to have a call center. No, we're not going to call the branch anymore. We're going to have to spend all this money on technology, such as, you know, we talked about ITMs, integrated teller machines. We have to expand our products online. We have to have more products for people to use while they're sitting at home drinking a glass of wine or at the baseball game. So that's kind of hard for them to understand, you know, a lot of them have been in banking for 30 or 40 years. They don't understand why are we changing. And that was really hard for us to do. Hard for me to go in there and say, we're going to make all these changes and just trust in me because it's going to work. You know, we really looked abroad. We looked at some of the credit unions because sometimes a credit union is a little more technology savvy than we have been in the past. And then we took a big, deep dive in what was social media playing and how was it affecting people's lives? And then how did it work out? Well, I think the decision worked out great. We're growing. We know we're growing, reaching the Gen Zs, you know, the Gen Xs. We know we're getting them. Are we finished? No. Is it a work in progress? Yes. Will it always be there? We're always going to be working on this. People don't like change. Our employees, our team members, they found change difficult. But that's my big experience, trying to tell people change is a good thing. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Our producer, as always, is James Grady. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.